This week on the podcast, we are delighted to welcome James Garbert from Newstar. James is Senior Vice President and General Manager for Caller Identity Services. Newstar is a billion-dollar business information services company and it offers a wide range of solutions to telcos and businesses. James talks a little about his university days in Villanova and how it influenced him. As regards Newstar, he explains the business problem of the breakdown in trust that the traditional voice calling industry has due to the extensive abuse of robocalling and caller ID spoofing. James then outlines how Newstar is enabling enterprises to rebuild trust with their customers using trusted call services. He outlines some great use cases of how these trusted call services are helping customers to communicate more openly with companies. And finally, he names a very appropriate song to play out on. I think you'll find this a great podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Netzer Digital Onboarding. During these times of COVID and falling sales, digital onboarding is the answer to new customer acquisition. If you are a telco, an MVNO, or an eSIM provider, we have the ideal cloud-delivered solution for you. You can onboard your new customers our business account customers remotely at a fraction of your normal onboarding costs. The Netzer Digital Onboarding Solution will ensure your customer onboarding experience is easy and painless, will integrate with your BSS, OSS systems and with Salesforce, and we meet all regulatory requirements. Contact pat.flynn at netzer.com so we can understand your issues and provide you with the best solution. Welcome to the podcast. This week we have Jimmy Garbert from Newstar. So Jimmy, or James, uh, it goes by both, is General Manager of Call Identity. And uh, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Pat. Really appreciate you having me on. No, not at all. It's it's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, our audience is highly technical, but also probably skewed towards telecoms. So you, I think you'll They'll understand a lot what you're going to say. For a start, I ha- before we were talking, I understand you went to Villanova University in um, Philadelphia, right? Uh, that's right. Just outside of Philadelphia, it was, uh, it was a great four years. So um, learned a lot during that time as uh, electrical engineer. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think uh, it's a well-known university. It's got great history. And quite a, I always get the impression you got a rounded education because it, it had quite a lot of, say, shall we say, technical education, shall we say, arts and moral education, but also a strong track and field program. That's true. Very strong track and field program and a very strong basketball program, which also led to a, the party aspect as well. <laughs> so which is part of that well-rounded education that you refer to. <laughs> okay, I'll read between the lines there a bit, Jimmy, what you just said. But uh, yeah, actually, the reason I mentioned it is that me being from Ireland, a lot of our most famous athletes got scholarships there. And these would be, say, Olympic or world-class athletes. So Sonia Sullivan would be one of them. And she won a number of Olympic medals in her time. And Villanova will be well-known in Ireland. That's that's great. That's great. Yeah, it's an amazing uh, track and field, especially cross-country. They are one of the dominant programs in uh, cross-country. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great sport. When I was in college myself, I used to run cross-country, but uh, I wasn't quite good enough for that level. But anyway, <laughs> so 
Jimmy, you work for Newstar, which is a fairly significant player in the telecommunications industry in the US. But we have an international audience, so maybe you'd like to talk a little bit about what Newstar is, what your role is there, and how, how you ended up there. Got it, got it. Yeah, so Newstar is a large information services company. It's really evolved over the past six plus years. So Newstar in its infancy was really known as the manager of the U.S. number portability service. So if you want to change your phone number from an AT&T to a Verizon, the U.S. has a centralized database uh, that enables the porting of that number from one carrier to another. And Newstar was that provider. But over the years, that is something that it, they have expanded their portfolio, um, especially as they ultimately moved away from that contract. That was a contract that went up for bid uh, many years ago, but ultimately was awarded to a different company. But during that time, Newstar had seen kind of the shift of what was happening and really focused on becoming an information services company. And so what that means is we've got a few main divisions now, four main divisions. One in our marketing analytics uh, side of the defense is really focused on helping businesses understand who their customers are, how to do their marketing spend, what's the appropriate kind of use of uh, and the effectiveness of their programs. Then we have a large fraud risk compliance business. This is another one very focused on the enterprise marketplace where enterprise utilize Newstar to understand, can they trust the individual calling them? As well as on our compliance business, do I know who the individual is I am calling? I want to make certain that I don't have the potential for violations because consumer privacy is, is a big issue, not just here in the U.S., but globally, and especially in the EU with GDPR, mm -hmm. is yeah. we help enterprises make certain that they're reaching the right individual at the right time. We also have <clears throat> excuse me, our security business, which really operates in the IT domain. So... DDoS attacks uh, that are out there. We are one of the largest DDoS mitigation companies uh, in the world. So it, it is a global platform that we have with unparalleled scale. And then the business that I am a, a part of is our communications business. And this is really kind of the evolution of that core heritage of Newstar being a neutral provider in the carrier marketplace. And so specifically, we are the largest provider of caller ID information here in the United States. And what that means is that anytime a phone call is placed and the end device wants to match that phone number with a name, those carriers come to Newstar to be able to provide that information down to their customers. And so that in and of itself has really evolved over the past few years because there is a significant issue with uh, scam calls that are out there, mm -hmm. illegal robocalls that are out there that has really eroded the trust in voice calling. And so our line of business is really focused on helping carriers bring trust back into a critical asset, which is voice call. And then another... No, actually, I think you bring up a great point there because we were talking earlier and whereas when we all grew up, we were trained by our mom and dad to answer the phone, et cetera, et cetera. In the last, I think, 10, 15 years, we've trained ourselves not to answer the phone if we don't know who it is, at least from my personal experience. And I think you've identified a, a real issue, probably particularly with the robocalls in the States. There's some phenomenal number of robocalls I heard you, you mentioned at some stage. 
Yeah, it, it's in the billions of illegal robocalls in the U.S. alone every month. Um, it, and it's really impacted not just the consumer experience, and it's something that all consumers understand. Whether they have the old wireline device or they have their mobile device, it is something that goes across and cuts across every form of voice calling right now, even into enterprises. And it's something that from an enterprise perspective, most people understand the consumer aspect of it, where it's an annoyance, it is the scams that happen. But what we look at it as well is the second lens, which is from the enterprise viewpoint. Voice calling and the voice connection is so critical still for businesses. The consumer still wants to have that voice connection when it comes to high value transactions. Mm -hmm. And now, as you've said yourself, you're, you are trained now not to answer if you don't know that phone. Now, most consumers do not have business information loaded in their phones. So when the businesses reach out to them, the consumers are no longer picking up. And so answer rates have absolutely plummeted for enterprises where before they were able to call and get good answer rates. Now, in some cases, it's sub 10% answer rates. I mean, just really poor quality and service ultimately that they're trying to provide to their customers. Uh, okay, Jim, that's really interesting. What's the consumer experience when the phone rings? What's different about the call that your service manages? So over the past few years, the FCC has really pushed hard on the operators to solve the illegal robocall. They created a strike force across the largest carriers and other solution providers. And what we've seen now is the mobile operators have started rolling out services where they will identify a suspected bad call through analytics. And so the end consumer, um, through free services, we'll see something like a scam likely or a suspected robocall uh, on their device. So that's the first step of kind of this new evolution of mm -hmm. voice call. And so from a new star perspective, we're looking at this opportunity where call authentication is coming into place. And so it goes by the proverbial stir shaken. So very James Bond esque <laughs> approach. <laughs> And it's something that here at Newstar, um, we have a one of our fellows, John Peterson, co-wrote the STIR standard. And we have been managing the industry test bed uh, in partnership with Addis, which is a um, kind of industry group that supports all the large mobile operators and, and wireline operators. Um, we are supporting them through a industry test bed that these operators are able to come to to validate that stir shaken protocol and implementation uh, within their networks. Okay. So okay. it's so so now that you have this call authentication framework in place, and this is something it is mandated that the carriers have it by uh, June of 2021. So we are nine months out, and we can see many carriers uh, doing these deployments because we actually are the largest uh, software provider in the United States associated with call authentication. Hmm. We're also managing it up in Canada because this is not just a US centric problem. Illegal robocalling is a global problem as well. Yeah. And so what, what we're looking to do um, is when you, when you think about voice calling over the years, it, it, there's a lot of lack of trust, but when you also think about the mobile device, the smartphones, just 
how much innovation has been brought to life through those smartphones. It has revolutionized uh, directions and massing. It has revolutionized mm. local search. It, it's revolutionized flashlights. <laughs> and so it's, it, it's touched on so many items. But the uh, most ironic aspect of these smartphones is the least modified app is the actual phone app. Uh, and so, so now... So yeah, I mean, so, uh, sorry for cutting across you, Jimmy, but that's so true. I mean, it's amazing that of all the hundreds of new services we all have in our pocket, the one that's declined the most is the old POTS, plain old telephone service, P-O-T-S, voice call. So you guys, you what you're saying is someone calls a phone, they, they can get a, a, a company logo on the phone, possible reason for calling, verified certified and that's the service that you that the the uh the call receiver gets but you deal with the companies that make those calls these are you're a b2b to c co uh, company and enterprises come to you for this service maybe talk a little bit about that but that's right and so now that call thing call authentication is in place you have the opportunity to actually revolutionize voice call and so we did an announcement in early september of our integration with Google to be able to show how on select Android devices, you can now publish a trust indicator. So the end consumer know it's coming from the originator. You're able to uh, produce a logo onto the device. So you know then the company as well as the name of the company and context as to why they're calling you. Are they calling you because of pres prescription refill? Are they calling you because of an appointment reminder or one of the use cases that we're doing on oxygen refills, things that are critically important that, that are out there. So the use cases cut across every single vertical here in the U.S. and globally. And, and it's something that enterprises really ultimately need because that voice channel is so critical for them. Well, that, that's a really interesting use case you just mentioned there, Jimmy. So I presume that somebody who's ill with a oxygen tank, how, how does that work? That's right. So now it, what, what happens in kind of the, the historical world is that whether that person is home, that patient is home, needing that, or needing that oxygen, the oxygen needs to be signed for. And so there will always be calls ahead of time to make certain that the consumer is home. Or when the truck is already out, they want to call and make certain I will be at your uh, home in 30 minutes. But those truck rolls are expensive and the signatures have to happen in order for uh, some of those oxygen tanks to be left at the doorstep. And so now what we've seen is there have been issues where, especially with some of these oxygen refill companies, that their drivers are out there and they are less efficient and effective because they're not able to make the deliveries since that uh, end consumer who needs to, to be there to sign for it isn't there, or they're not answering the phone because they think it's an illegal robocall. That's a, that's a great use case, uh, Jimmy. And you can see the benefit to the customer, the, the assurance, possibly an older customer, you know, who's a bit suspicious of calls and the level of trust they get from the service. I, I think that's a fantastic use case. That's right. And it's something that, when you think about the pandemic that's out there, one of the things that Newstar is helping with is contact tracing. So contact tracing is actually an effective um, measure in, in trying to control the spread of the coronavirus. But 
when you think about the voice calling ecosystem today, people don't trust those calls mm -hmm. that they would see from a potential contact tracer. So we're helping jurisdictions and states get their names produced when they make those outbound phone calls. So to bring that level of trust and notify the end consumer that, oh, this is an actual contact tracer, I do need to answer this call. That's really interesting, Jimmy. And how do enterprise customers who want to service contact Newstar? One of the best ways to contact Newstar and to gain more information associated with the service is to go to trustedcall.newstar. So that's T-R-U-S-T-E-D-C-A-L-L dot Newstar. Now, there is no dot com. Uh, we've run our own uh, domain. So trustedcall.newstar provides a significant amount of information for enterprises to go to, as well as an opportunity and means to actually connect into a Newstar representative. Okay, that's that's brilliant. And uh, it goes to show that when you control the top level domain, you can make it look look at a lot better. So thanks very <laughs> that's much. That's right. Thanks very much, Jimmy. Absolutely. And at this stage in the podcast, I always ask, would the guest like to nominate a, a song to play out on? Got it. Yeah, th thanks, Pat. And so really when one of my favorite shows growing up was uh, CSI, the original CSI in Las Vegas. And since I've been working at Newstar over the past few years uh, and really working on call authentication, one of the items of it is, again, you want to know who's calling. So uh, the song to, to, to walk out on is The Who with Who Are You? <laughs> well done. Thanks very much, Jimmy, for participating. Absolutely. Thanks, Pat. Really appreciate it.